Welcome to my hometown, filled with murder, mysteries, the paranormal, and a fair share of hauntings. This is Local Legends. Hi all, and welcome to the second episode of Local Legends with Lark Farley. I'm your host, Lark. A little bit about me in this podcast. I'm from a small town called Brown County, Indiana, and basically every Sunday I will be sharing with you all an interesting news story, local opinion letter, folk tale, etc., most of which will be sourced from the local paper, the Brown County Democrat. And then at the end of the podcast, I will be opening it up for listener stories. You can send your own hometown stories to locallegendswithlark at gmail.com. I wanted to give a little shout out to everyone that listened to the first episode. Thank you, and thank you all for the sweet messages and feedback. I really appreciate it. Some housekeeping items. Basically, this is where we will be clearing up any questions from last week's episode and providing any necessary clarifications. I was sent a link to a definition of what a false face is. If you haven't already listened to last week's episode, check it out. Basically, I asked for anyone who knew what a false face was to let me know, and according to the definition I was sent, a false face is a caricature of human or animal features that is made of cloth, plaster, or similar material and worn over the face, aka a mask. So there we go, folks. Now we all know what a false face is. Before we get into today's episode, a quick little side note that all of the articles I cite in the podcast will be linked in the description should you want to check them out for yourself. All right, let's get into it. So today's episode is one that I will give a trigger warning for. We will be talking about animal abuse. And so if that's something that's very sensitive, I totally understand if you can't listen to this. I will try to keep it as light as I can and not go into too much detail. But this story is one that just really I found interesting All right, so let's just start from the beginning. So the title of this story is called Cows Shot in Pasture at Dairy Farm. And this was something I found really intriguing because there aren't that many dairy farms in Nashville. And in fact, there's only one that I could think of. And this just happened to be the one that's been affected by the story. So let's get into it. Bean Blossom. A local farmer is asking people in his area to keep an eye out for suspicious activity after two of his cows were shot. Kenny Wagler discovered two cows at Wagler Dairy Farm had been shot in the jaw on January 8th. One cow has miraculously survived, he said. The other will not make it. Wagler said they never heard gunshots, nearby security lights didn't come on, and their dogs didn't alert them about anyone being in the area. Neighbors were also unaware of any disturbance. That's the crazy part. We never heard any shots, he said. These cows were shot right across the road from my house, Wagler said, which makes it more disturbing. Shots were fired again in a different pasture on January 13th, but no cow was injured. A neighbor heard the shots and jumped in his truck to check it out, but didn't find anything, Wagler said. The Waglers are working with Brown County Animal Control to investigate. This is not the first time one of their cows has suffered at the hands of strangers, Wagler said. Last fall, one was shot with a bow and arrow. Wagler said they performed surgery on the cow in that instance, but it was too traumatic for her to survive. I have places for target practice, Wagler said. If the person was after me and they got spooked, I'd offer them meat. I'd make that offer instead of them shoot my cow and let it lay. Wagler asked the travelers on Gatesville Road and the public, in general, help him watch out. 
If you see something suspicious, call it in, he said. People would have to stop and aim pretty heavy to shoot two of them in the same spot. Brown County Animal Control Officer Brian Faulkner said this would be animal cruelty. Property damage charges also could be warranted as livestock are considered property. The animal did not deserve that, he said. Faulkner said patrols will be increasing in that area and asked that anyone with information report it to the Brown County Sheriff's Department. It needs to stop, he said. It's unacceptable behavior towards an animal. I don't understand it. Why anybody would do that. So that's the end of the article in whole. And so now what we're going to do is break it down because there's a lot to unpack here. There are a lot of uh, very disturbing details, obviously. So we're going to start breaking that down and going through those little pieces together. Trying to piece together, you know, what happened, what's going on, what could possibly happen in the future, and things of that nature. And then I was able to go down a rabbit hole, if you will, of the internet looking up statistics of cow death related to this type of behavior. So when we start looking into the details of the story, there were a lot of things that caught my eye. It's just horrifying facts. First off, Kenny, I'm with you. This is atrocious behavior. I don't know why anyone would do this, why anyone would want to do this. It's terrible. It's absolutely disgusting. And whoever's doing this is a trash can person. Like, first of all, they are trespassing on someone else's land and killing that person's not only livelihood, but animals. It's awful. It's disgusting. It's absolutely terrible. One of the more disturbing facts about this story was that in the first sentence, it was made apparent that the cows were shot in the jaw. Not only that, but one miraculously and thankfully survived. Can you just imagine that? So what, what does that mean? Shot in the jaw. Okay, so let's say uh, Cousin Joey all of a sudden gets a new shotgun for his birthday. And he's like, you know what I really want to do? I want to go in the cover of night and shoot some cows. Okay, I'm not condoning this behavior. It's absolutely disgusting, but follow me here. So, you know, Uncle Joey grabs a shotgun, goes in the cover of night to shoot some cows. You would think Uncle Joey would just be standing in the road Cousin Joey, I'm sorry. Standing in the road, shooting cows from the road, right? But the fact that they specifically state that the cows were shot in the jaw has leads me to believe that this person, the perpetrator of this crime, walked into the cow field, put the gun in the cow's mouth, and shot it that way. Which then leads me to believe that this crime is not only extremely violent, but also extremely intimate. You know, you had to get all up in that cow's space, put the gun in the cow's mouth, and then shoot it. So disturbing. Thankfully, one of them survived. How? I don't know, but thank God. Another extremely disturbing fact about the story was that no one heard a gunshot. The security lights didn't come on and his dogs did not react. And neighbors 
didn't react as well. So if you don't know, you know, Brown County is a very small town. It has about a population of about, what, 1,500 people? Everybody knows everybody who knows everybody who knows everybody. And part about being neighbors is those neighbors are hyper aware and hypersensitive to anyone that they do not know in the area, as well as suspicious behavior. So those neighbors, if they heard anything, would be on it and on it fast. So it's really crazy to me how this could have happened and no one would have heard anything. And another, if I was Kenny, I would be incredibly afraid because this person is very close to your home with a gun. And, and let us not forget that this person started off their crime spree, their murder spree, with a bow and arrow. Why are you running around with a bow and arrow shooting live things? What? That is also intimate. There are very few people that are good at shooting, let alone killing, with a bow and arrow. That, I don't know if you've ever tried to use a bow and arrow, but pulling back that string, it takes a lot of strength. It takes someone knowing what they're doing to be able to do it successfully. And that, to me, is even all the more frightening. That this person's just running around rampant with a bow and arrow shooting things. And then they leveled up, right? They started off with the bow and arrow. And they're like, oh, I can kill things with this. Okay. Then they somehow got a gun. Because we're going to assume that it's the same perpetrator. The same person that shot these cows with a bow and arrow. Also, it's the person that shot these cows with a gun. So they start off level one with a bow and arrow and it works. So then they go out and they get a gun and that works too. Level three, I don't know guys, what do you think? Hand grenades? All I'm saying, Kenny, you you need to get some security cameras stat. Stat and pronto. Get like those trail cams that like show up, you know, like heat sensor predator style. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, maybe even higher people to work at night in the cover of night to be in those fields with those cows it's horrific and I love how Kenny shout out to Kenny who is trying to be the bigger person here and says you know I have a target practice range if you want to practice with your weaponry you can do that and how he's like if you're hungry and killing my cows and and are hungry I will feed you. Kenny, darling, they're not killing your cows because they're hungry. I'm, ju- I'm going to go out here on the assumption limb and, and say that. State that here and now. They are killing these cows because they are deeply disgusting individuals. It's so bad. I wonder, too, now that I'm thinking about this. Kenny, do you have any enemies? Do you have a rivalry farm? Is someone in, you know, cahoots to bring you down from the inside? Maybe you should do some internal investigation there. Did you recently fire someone? You know, these are just questions I'm throwing out to help you because this person needs to be stopped. Because here's the thing too. It's like, have have things around that neighborhood been set on fire? Because those things are all related, Right starts with fires, then it starts with animal cruelty, and then it turns into something, you know, it could be some, then starts affecting people. You see where I'm going here? 
very, very, very intimate violent crimes towards animals, you do that for a while, and then it slowly can meld into humans. Something to think about and be aware of. So I read the story, I thought about the horrific facts about it, and so then I started researching, as one does. And I was like, I wonder if there's a statistic for cows killed in the U.S. due to these types of circumstances. I'm not talking about, you know, death related to the meat industry. I want to know, you know, are there statistics out there for how many cattle are killed by human hand in terms of, like, murder? Where, you know, maybe they're poisoned or maybe they're, they're stolen or shot with a gun out of, at random. And I was able to find some interesting statistics I thought I could share with you all. So in 2015, there was a study done by the United States Department of Agriculture. And that study was brought about because they wanted to see, you know, what was the main source of death in cattle, right? So they had like all of these interesting statistics, but the one that I want to focus on was those deaths that I was talking about by human hand not related to the meat industry. So, so like this specific instance, like Kenny's instance, where his poor cows that he loves and takes great care of were killed by some random person in an extreme act of violence. And while I wasn't able to find a specific statistic related to gun, bow and arrow death, they did have statistics related to theft and poison. So, in this study, it said that um, the USDA data shows nine times more cattle and sheep died from maladies such as illness, birthing problems, weather, poisoning, and theft, which related to about 3,990,035 cattle. When the total number of cows, cattle in um, America in this study that was conducted in 2015 was 119 million. So out of the 119 million cattle in the U.S. in 2015, three, we're just gonna round it up, four million were killed due to like poisoning, theft, weather, etc. Which related to about, be about 3.2%. But what I found extremely interesting is they, so they broke down those numbers. Death by poison in 2015, specifically looking at cows, the numbers of cows killed by poisoning was 33,249. Theft was 25,196. That was just crazy to me. 33,249 cattle were killed by poisoning. So then I looked deeper into that and I was like, okay, who's going around poisoning cattle? Where, why are you doing that? What's the intent there? And when I looked into it, it's typically related to rivalry. So one farm is doing really well, you know, they're being very successful. And this other cattle company goes, you know what? No. You're not going to be successful anymore. And then they just poison this other person's cattle. It's terrible. Horrible. Now, I'm not saying this to inspire whoever is killing Kenny's cows. Please do not. 
This was just me researching and wanting to share these figures with you all. But yes, it is extremely disturbing. And it is extremely horrible. And I hope that I do not have to come back here soon and give you an update to the story because more of poor Kenny's cows are being murdered. And to whoever is doing that, if by some weird happenstance you are listening to this podcast, this is a PSA to you to stop it. Because if you do not stop, I can almost assuredly tell you, you will probably go to jail. And why would you want to do that to yourself? So please stop. Leave Kenny alone. And keep the cows safe. Leave the cows out of it. Leave them alone and let them live their best lives. So anyway, that was today's story. Interesting and horrific though it was. I just had to share that with you all. Tune in next week. Next Sunday, I'll be coming right back at you with a story that is one for the ages and that has a very, very recent update, which is why I decided to share it so quickly with you. I was going to save it because it's a big story, but, well, you know, a few days ago, Brown County Democrat came through for your girl and posted an update. So next week's episode, tune in. It will be called Arson at the Opry, and I am so very excited to share it with you all. Until next week. Bye.